Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. We have a little bit different day today. We, um, a couple of, oh, what was it, weeks ago? Um, months ago? Goodness me. So we had a team. Well, just give some back history on this as they come. You know who you are, so come on up on stage, guys. Uh, we actually um, have a Bible college running at the moment through Alpha Crucis, but uh, the one that we do is through Planet Shakers College. And they send up lecturers every now and then, but we seem to have had Zoran so many times, Pastor Zoran Pajonovic, and he's been, he spoke on Monday night, it's fantastic, he said something really profound, he made a statement, he said, we used to in Planet Shakers, we used to open up the, the front during praise and worship for people to get prayed for, and we went, well, so did we, we used to do that, so I want to make that actually something that we do again, because I'm feeling, since we've been doing this series on battles, fighting our battles, and I have seen and I've been feeling in the spirit, I'm feeling the weight of it, that there are people that are being distracted by the battle and they're not actually picking up the right weapons. They're responding with the wrong weapons. You know, like like what Chris just spoke about. We're, We're actually meant to be ambassadors of light. But when we pick up anything that has darkness attached to it, it's the wrong weapon. We're meant to be showing the love of God, but if we pick up the wrong attitude or pick up the wrong, wrong weapon that's got hate attached to it, you might say, oh, but I don't hate anyone. Yeah, but if you're not operating in love, then what are you operating in? And so I want to, I want to see some breakthrough. I really do. I'm seeing people distracted by the smallest little things and some, some people were distracted by big things. But the, let me just read out a scripture that I've got on my heart this morning. It's Psalms 121. Who knows Psalms 121? Off by heart. I wish you did because you could get up here before my phone um, did it. I had it in here. Come on. Yes. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's really cool in here. The word helps, like how God is our helper. Um, when, da- when Adam was alone and he says, I'll make a helper for him. And so many people think helper is like someone just to do the work and clean up the undies and the you know, socks from around the place. But the word help, you know that he, God uses the term help for females very prominently. And he uses the word help to identify his nature. He only uses the word help for men once in the whole of scripture. Isn't that interesting? He is a helper to those that are in need. And it says right here, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over you will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord, I want you to hear this today. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. Say all harm. The Lord will keep you from that. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going both now and forevermore. What a great promise there is in that. So I want to encourage you in that this morning. But these guys right here have been on the battlefront. So through our Bible college, um, there was an opportunity for them to do a short-term mission trip to the great nation of Fiji. Suffering for Jesus in Fiji on the beautiful beaches with just coconuts. I had to dodge them, falling out of the trees. That was the most dangerous. No. <laughs> Only because I don't want you all to get the wrong idea. There was like a few groups, like different groups. And we went to Lombasa, which was like a separate island. And it was like, um, not, 
like really bad, but it's a lot less than like some. And like there was another group that was staying in a hotel on a beach. Like they had like chairs on a beach. We, we did didn't. Not, we, we didn't did not go, go to, to a single beach <laughs> this, for the whole time we were there. That's all I wanted to say. Just to clarify. <laughs> so how did you see the, the the questions these guys are going to be answering and just prompting on is how did you see God move through you in Fiji? What did you find most challenging? Tell us about your favourite moments. Um, what did you find really rewarding? That's a really good thing. Did a short-term mission trip impact you? Now, this is, that's a great question, and I, I know you guys are going to really hit that way. And would you recommend it to others? Okay, so where are we starting? Zacchaeus was a ma- small man, and a very small man was he. Oh. He looked up in... Uh, Zach, what did you see God do yeah. in Fiji? I, I saw God move in big ways, uh, but it was very... It was very it was very unseen stuff. It was lots of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that God, God really did while we were over there. Uh, we didn't see fire rain down from heaven, but we saw, we saw ge- like genuine reactions. We saw people actually, their faces light up. We saw, um, we saw people that were just living in sadness and people that were crying before we saw them, leaving where we were with happiness and joy. It was just amazing. What did I find most challenging? Okay, well, first of all, I I personally have never seen um, God actually fully heal someone before. I've never seen it happen in a church. I've never seen someone um, or prayed for someone and um, and just known that they were healed because I was never a part of that prayer. But this is what going to Fiji did for me. I I um I got to go on this trip and I. And I, it was up to me to lay my hands on people and pray for them. And I was like, well, I can't do this really because I've never really done it before. And, and if it wasn't for the encouragement of our leaders that we had there and, um, and something they really pressed on us was to just, it's just all about God. It has nothing to do with you. So when we're going into prayer situations, we were being told to just not even think about yourself it has nothing to do with you right and I was like oh that's easy I can that's all right I'm you know I'm not powerful I, I I'm 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 sorry for letting God do this all right because I can blame it on God later right it's it's got nothing to do with me and um and that's what I had to remember so uh, I'll tell you about one story that was really amazing to me um one of the first nights we were in Lombasa Chelsea spoke at a church it was a very small church and um uh, we did prayer after and uh, a guy came up for prayer, and I had no idea what I was praying for. I forgot to do that thing where you ask before you pray. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to pray for you. And uh put my hand on him, and Elliot had his hand on him, and um, I was just speaking in the spirit. Um, I, was, I was declaring for sickness and pain to leave, because that's something that's very common in that country. Um, just sickness and pain to leave. And, um, and then he fell over. I was like, whoa, that's God. That's not me for sure. I must be doing something right. He fell over and uh, he was lying on the floor for a while. But later when he got up, he, um, he started shaking his leg. And uh, we're like, oh, he's doing a nice Irish jig. That's cool. And, um, and then he was like, my leg is healed. My leg is healed. And we're like, what do you mean? He said, 
I've been living with a five-year rugby injury. It's caused me pain every day, and I can't jump, and I can't walk properly, and it's gone. And he started dancing and moving around, and it was just amazing. So, like, whenever we're praying for people, we don't have to be specific. We just have to know that it's God, and God knows all things, and he knows what we're really dealing with. So just put your faith in God when you're praying for people. That's so good. So, Joel, what did you find challenging? Um, well, first of all, like, I'm okay with, like, flying. Like, I, I, I like it. But there's something about, like, and for some, it's, it's so funny to me when I'm in the plane because most people freak out, like, take, like, landing. And landing, they're freaking out. I'm like, right now, we're the lowest we've been or the lowest we've been over the top of an airport with all these fire engines. If we crash now, I'm fine. Why are you not scared while we're over an ocean when there's no one around? That's when it's the worst part. So that was like, but so planes are like, that's one thing. But like, you get there and it's fine. Like, the, but to be honest, I actually don't get that scared once we're up. Like, the only, the worst part is the leg room, right? Like, trying to fit these legs inside of planes are worse. Like, it actually sucks, but that's right. Um, but apart from that, what I found challenging, I suppose, was it's, it's probably similar to Zach, is that like, I'm always, I'm often on a stage or like doing something else and it's where I step out and, and can be the most confident and, and do my thing and usher in the presence of God or whatever needs to happen. But a lot of the times when it comes to someone coming up to you and saying, and like grabbing you and saying, my wife needs healing. She needs you to pray for her. Come and pray for my wife right now. Like those sort of the moments where you get challenged the most because you don't know, you don't really believe that you can do it and that's exactly how the minds our mindset is is like but I can't really do that surely like I can't do it and that's the whole point we can't but we can let God do it and that's what that's why he needs our hands and so you don't need to have any that's why we're being told forget yourself because as soon as you let your own mind step into those situations you're just going to second guess yourself and so I think the thing that I found most challenging was just to let go of that and I love using my mind to reason things or reason myself out of things. Like there's so many times where I haven't done something because my logic tells me that's not going to be beneficial for me or it's going to be have a negative impact. And so for me, the most challenging thing is always to get rid of that logic and just step into what God wants because yeah. really what is my logic compared to his, you know? Yeah. So I think that's the answer for me. His ways are higher, his thoughts are higher, his vision is higher. And it is easy for us to stay in a comfortable place. We all know that, don't we? It's so easy for us to just stay back and stay comfortable and have all these reasons why we shouldn't. But there is so much need in people's lives and we carry such authority through the name of Jesus. It's why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we look for opportunities? Elliot, you're up next. Yeah, I guess the biggest thing I probably struggled with um, was comparison. Um, And coming to Fiji and coming on this mission trip it was a really foreign concept um, not that you know Jesus is not a foreign concept but actually healing and, and doing all this and doing what it did in the Bible and the New Testament and Jesus healed and it's a whole new concept because I think in Australia it happens because God's everywhere um, but I feel like I've never been part of that or never experienced that and so coming over to Fiji I was really expected because I wanted to see it because in the Bible it's true Jesus healed people and his disciples healed people and so God gives us that same power. He gives us that same authority in Christ and that power of Jesus. And when I got there, um, I saw other people heal and I was like, that's amazing, that's great. God's doing such an amazing work. And then I'd pray for somebody and they wouldn't be healed. And so you just get these thoughts in your mind saying, 
you know, why aren't my prayers working? Why aren't I healing people? Why are these people healing? And, I, and I'm not being able to heal. And we had a bit of uh, called smackety smack time by Pastor Tim Hall. <laughs> and so we're in, uh, we're in this little conference, Pastor Tim Hall, yeah. Um, we're in this little conference room with about 80 people. Um, and smackety smack time is just, it's just Holy Spirit. It's just speaking in tongues. Um, it's just slaying people in the spirit. So we're in this little conference room with about 80 other leaders and Pastor Tim Hall's just literally slaying everybody in the spirit and everybody's getting, everybody's getting the spirit. Everybody's falling down. Um, that's why he calls it smackety smack because he just goes in the name of Jesus and we're just all falling down. And um, in that time, I just got a revelation from God that it's not my authority I work in, but it's his authority. And, and so I got that, and, and God gave me new tongues, um, and I a tongue of authority, and a tongue of, a tongue of healing. And, and that night, we went to a night rally, the second night rally, and I was just so expected, and I was just so on fire. Um, and I was just so confident in God's ability. And um, it was in Lombasa, and we had about 10,000 people there, and we had prayer afterwards, and there's probably about three or 4,000 people that put their hands up. And we have 80 volunteers. Um, so you can imagine that's about 40 people per person. So we didn't even get time to pray for everybody, but I'm with Joel and um, I'm, just, I'm just saying in the name of Jesus and I'm just speaking in the spirit, not even speaking human words and these people are falling down the spirit and their people are getting healed and I probably paid for about 10 people in a minute and a half and they're all falling down and they're all healed. And then the 30, <laughs> thank you Joel. <laughs> but the amazing thing was there was you know, 30 other people for one person and, the, and everybody you talk to, even, not even laying hands on, they got healed. And obviously that's God because it's not even a human touch. It's not yeah. even me praying, but yeah. it's in Jesus' name from the stage that that's powerful enough to heal people. And so that was just amazing overcoming that comparison because I saw all these people healing. But as soon as I realized it's not my authority, it's his authority yeah. and it's his power and not my power, that totally changes. And that was the biggest thing I had to overcome on this trip. Um, I think one challenging thing for me was um, really, um, it's quite ironic because it says believe Fiji, but somewhat, sometimes I wouldn't really be, you know, believing. Yeah, um, yeah that was the biggest challenge because um, the, a part of it was, uh, the big part of it was uh, really believing um, in miracles and wonders and for he- people to, to see people healed. And um, I struggled with that because, yeah, like, similar to Elliot, um, I would see, like, people healed by um, other teams, and I'd be like, oh, like, I just felt so discouraged because uh, first few days I was just like, all right, well, I feel like I'm really to the point where I'm striving here, and I'm just like, well, yeah, that's not... Then I, was, then I realized, yeah, I was operating in myself, and, and uh, that's... I had to slow down, I had to slow my pacing, and then I had to take some time off um, and just remind myself that this is um, all about God, and this is the only way this can work is if I let him operate and let him work through me, and um, it was challenging because, like, it's not an excuse or anything, but man, I sweat so much, and I really hate the humid weather, and anyway, it was just such a different climate, I didn't I was just so uncomfortable. Anyway, I, regardless of that, I had fun, and I it was awesome because we um, we saw these kids um, just light up. Um, yeah. They were shy, they were um, like timid, and then 
when we kicked things off, it was like, wow, this is God in the place. This is God in the room. And, and I took my eyes off myself and realized that because I was striving, that's why God couldn't work through me. So then when I just let myself just like, yeah, God, do your thing. I'm just like, all right, laid a hand. Didn't have to say this massive paragraph of like, oh, Jesus, heal. And I just had, I just, I really had to believe. I could just say like, God, I'm believing for this, this kid or for this whole class to um, just experience your joy, experience your love and your peace. And we, sometimes it would be restrict, restricted in the sense that we couldn't say the name of Jesus. So we had to say God. Um, and going into that, we, yeah, that part, part of that was like believing that I'm speaking the name of Jesus. They might not know. They might be thinking of a different God. But I know that I was speaking Jesus into their life. And I'd touch them and I'd be like, right, Jesus is in your heart. No other God. Um, And, yeah, that was the biggest challenge for me. So I had to overcome that and overcome the weather because I hate humid weather. Anyway, yeah, that's God. It was awesome. Yeah, it's Jesus. Hello. Uh, So when we landed in Fiji, we had a four and a half hour flight. We got on the plane at 5 a.m., um, we hadn't slept that whole night. And then we landed four and a half hours later and I had no voice. And I had gotten on the plane fine, no indication of a sore voice. And we landed and I had, I had the worst <laughs> vocal ability that I've ever had in my life. And that didn't give up until I came back to Australia. So for two weeks in Fiji, I had a limited voice and I was asked to speak in two churches. Um, I found out two hours before one of the night services once and then um, the night before on the Sunday morning I was asked to speak as well. And so I had um, this responsibility to not rely on my strength and not rely on my voice but rely on God. And there'd be times that I'd speak in churches um, and I hated it. I was not enjoying it at all because I just knew that I wasn't able to give my best to these people Um, But I just had to trust that what I was doing and what I was saying, even though my words were very limited, um, were the words that God wanted to speak. Um, And the awesome thing was, when my voice was at its worst, we went to that tiny little church called Tambia, and uh, we arrived, and they started worshipping God and, and speaking, and they were speaking in English for like one sentence, and then in Hindi for the rest of the time. And I'm like, oh, I don't know that language. I can't speak in that language. And so I turned to our team leader and I was like, uh, am I going to need a translator? And he was like, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And so it was really, it was like so, it was just such a challenge. Um, but the good thing was my voice had time to recover while this pastor translated for me and... Um, yeah, just like little things, like Elliot was saying, comparison, I'd say a, a phrase and then the pastor would say it and it's like he would add to it and make it better and then people would be like, yes! And then I'd say like my little thing in my little husky voice and then he'd add to it, da, 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 and they'd be like, yes! And so the whole time I'm battling, like it's awesome, yeah, they're getting encouraged by the Word of God, but in my head are these thoughts, I'm not doing a good enough job and he's having to make it better. Yeah, it was just like this constant, 
It wasn't like you thought, oh, I'm going to rely on God today and then you were done for the day. Like it was constant. It was constant. Like, no, right now I'm going to trust in God and not in my own strength. And then, you know, that was three o'clock and then four o'clock comes and you're like, oh, that's right. I'm trusting my own strength again. And so that was like this practice that we had to um, just continually get used to of just relying on God, going back to God and saying, I can't do this in my strength. I need you. And so, yeah, that was like, it was really humbling for me to have, to have such a um, limited ability to give and to pray and to speak to people. But, you know, I was praying and my voice was just going and I was like, God, I need you. So, yeah, that was just, that was really good to watch God come through for us. Um, one other challenge that I had was in the main city of Suva, um, where we were the second week, we went to a marketplace and so the people in Lombasa had been really, really open to us, really um, embracing of us, they'd, they'd approach us, whereas the people in Suva were not approachable, like nearly as much. And so there was one day we went to a marketplace and there was this incredibly oppressive spirit over the marketplace and it put me in such a bad mood. Like I was not a good Christian. I was like, I don't want to be here. And I just, you know, I was like, I don't like this. These people don't want to receive us. So, like, why are we even here? It's a waste of our time. And I was tired <laughs> and, and unwell. But, you know, it was like this oppressive spirit that had shut my mouth from praying for these people. And, um, yeah, that's something that's, you know, really stuck with me. I saw this incredible healing while we were there too because God was like, go pray for that woman. And I was like, ugh fine like she probably won't even receive it because all these people have been like mocking us and turning away from us and things like that so it it was like in this really dark place where people um didn't want a bar of what you had for them that I saw this really beautiful miracle and this woman was like oh my goodness and you know her her leg was healed and she was praising God so yeah it was just it's it's not just for Fiji. I feel like I've come back with all these lessons now for Australia that I'm like, oh, you know, even when I feel like people don't want to receive, I've just got to trust that God is going to speak straight to their heart, and he's still going to do amazing, even if it's one thing that he does in the midst of thousands of people that are oppressed. That's still one freedom. So yeah, that was really liberating to watch God do. We should also mention that Lindy also went on the trip, but yeah. she's currently in Korea, so that's why she's not sitting here with us. Yeah. There she is up there. That's Lindy. So, guys, um, how did how did the the trip affect you? And do you think everyone should do a missions trip? Yes. <laughs> the trip affected me, and you should do it. <laughs> Look, I think. I think, uh, you know, God must be real, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. He sent us overseas, like, to, what, 370 people are just going to go overseas because they think that uh, someone up there wants them to go there, you know? Like, it was amazing. I think, uh, yeah, so the biggest way that God moved for me was actually within me when I was on the trip. Yeah, Pastor Scott... Uh, he told us, you know, what we're doing in that country is going to be amazing. It's so big and what we're doing is incredible. But um, it's going to have a lot more to do with um, your relationship with God as well. You're going to grow a lot more with your relationship with God because you're going to have to rely on Him a lot more. Um, you're, going to have to, you're going to have to learn how to have conversations with God. 
You're going to have to learn how to listen to what God's saying over people so you can tell other people encouragement that they need to hear. Um, yeah, I really, I just really grew in my relationship with God. And um, I, I, when I went on the trip, I, um, I'm like really travel sick, like incredibly travel sick. Uh, I have to drive or I'll just throw up. Um, uh, but in the plane, I couldn't drive the plane. They wouldn't let me. Uh, <laughs> so, so I got very sick on this very long trip. Um, but um, it was hard because we did lots of bus trips and uh, lots of traveling. So I, um, I couldn't rely on my own strength. I had to... Um, I kept being reminded by Chelsea and everyone else that I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to pray to God about it. I'm going to have to ask for his healing. I'm going to have to be completely connected with him the whole trip. You know, I'm just going to have to just always be praying in the spirit. And I was. And, um, and yeah, I, d- I really did feel like God was moving within me and uh, removing that travel sickness because there's no way I was going to be able to pray for people if I was worrying about myself. I had to um, remember that someone was with me and that was God. So, yeah, thank you. Did you say thank you at the end of that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, thank you, God. Yeah, I think God definitely moved in me in this trip in um, a sense that I think it's funny how, like, with things of the earth, with this world, like with money, for example, like the more money you get, the less satisfied you are with things that other people would be satisfied. Like, you know, I mean, you need now, you need even more money, and you need better things to actually satisfy you. Same, that's why people get addicted to drugs and all these things, because the more they take, the more they need to be satisfied. And I think so many of us, until we fully tap into God and see what He has for us, we're not really realizing what He can give us. And so once we go on a trip like this, and like I love, I love to play guitar, I love to worship, and I love to do that. And in Fiji, for example, I got the opportunity to worship with another, um, with a girl from the trip who's a uh, worship leader there as well. And we got to do a worship set inside a hospital in the children's ward for all these kids and their mums. And people, um, this young mum, younger than me, gave her life to Jesus while we we're worshiping. We then took her through the prayer. And so these things that I got to unlock that God had given me here in Australia, and I'd been doing them before, but then we stepped it up a notch and I, I got to take it into another nation and, and change another nation and um, now that I've done that God has moved in that way and so now I need that you know what I mean like now I'm looking for more opportunities because I need more to satisfy that need in my life and so I think that's such an incredible gift that he's given me now is that he's he's taken me away and built and grown me and built my capacity so that now I need and I want more and so I'm longing for more it's interesting like when Paul was at the the gate beautiful and Oh, sorry, Peter, I think it was, Peter and John. And they, this guy came up to him and was begging, was wanting something from him. Because you might ask, well, why don't we see healings in Australia? It's, it's because we have options. Honestly, it's because we have so many options available to us that, and opinions from other people. But when you go to a, a nation where they have nothing, um, they're desperate, it unlocks something. Like, it, it really, there's something unlocked. But not only that... Like um, Peter and John said to this guy, we don't, that he's asking them for money and, he's, and his response was, Peter's response, we don't have any money. And it's a profound statement. He says, I don't have silver, I don't have gold, but I do have something which I can give to you. And he just says, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Now this guy was lame and he gets up and starts leaping and praising God and running around and 
Um, what I'm hearing here is that there's an expectancy in there of what they've seen God do through them. Now, I've, I've seen this happen, you know, so many times. And, and what can happen in our natural mind is, oh, that's the God of the, you know, of the mission or the God of the conference or the God of the Sunday. When I come on Sunday, that's the God that I connect. No, no. Hearing this this morning, it's every day. It's every day. He wants to connect with us every day. He wants to operate and, you know, intervene in our lives in a good measure every day. You know, so, Elliot. Yeah, um, I definitely recommend. It's, it's, it's life-changing. It really is. Um, and that's not, I'm, just, I'm not just saying that because it's a catchy phrase. It really is. It will change your life. Um, it's going to change your relationship with God and Jesus as well. Um, and if you guys feel like you, you need some more capacity, you need some more expectancy... Go on a mission trip because you have no option but to grow. You have, no, you have no option but to trust God and trust in everything, trust in his word. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm so thankful for is my expectancy and my capacity for God is so much greater now because I've, I've seen these crazy miracles. I've seen God work. I've seen people be healed both physically, mentally. Um, and I've just seen people so hungry. And it's actually, a, it gives me a confidence um, a confidence in that, that there's people that want Jesus and, and sometimes it can feel like we have a very, uh, you know, we're just like, we come to Sunday, we come to church and that's our God for the week and even sometimes I can be like that. Um, but these people wanted Jesus so much. These guys wanted healing and this was life-changing for them and, and the fact that I got to partner with God um, and he, he, he used me to use his power on these people. Um, it, it's, yeah. It was unbelievable, unbelievable, and something I was never expecting. We had, a, we had an essay we had to do for Bible college of just things after, it was just a reflection, and it was the most fun essay I've ever, 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 ever done because it just got to remind of how amazing this trip was and how amazing God was and how powerful he was. And so if you guys, if you guys want to go to the next step, if you guys want to go deeper in your relationship with God, you can do it at home, but it's, it's like one of those infomercials where you have, you know, like the people on the treadmills and you will lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks. Like, I almost feel like that's the missions trip is that because you have no choice but to get closer to God. You have no choice but to believe in his word and his power. Um, and that's just, yeah, it was just amazing. Two weeks, how, how, how much can happen? Yeah, I recommend going. Um, no, I, I really do because, um, like Elliot uh, said, it really stretches you and um, you're, you're put in a really uncomfortable uh, place. And I'm not, I'm not blabbering on about the weather. Uh, I, I like literally, aside from and that. And he's like, Filipino and he yeah, can't handle I, humid weather. I really weather. hate it. Oh. But I'm not, I'm not talking about the weather. I mean, like, you, you're, in situ- well, you're put in situations where you're like, oh my, you have to rely on God because you're like, how on earth am I going to survive this? Um, uh, yeah, I do recommend going because it's cool. It's not, God works in you in a sense that you also take something out of it when you get home. And that's, that's really cool because when, when you do that and you allow God to move and you take something um, because when you give, you also receive, and that's just how generous our God is. Um, and not to say that my mindset was like, oh, sweet, I'm going to receive something out of this if I give, and um, that's not what I mean. I mean is that, like, you go in with a heart of um, serving, and you want to serve these people, and 
you want to pray for them, you want to shed some Jesus light into their lives. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, there was just, Lindy and I were talking, we got to be roommates the entire two weeks. Um, and it was so incredible watching, one of my highlights for the trip was we'd go around in little buddy groups, so we, couldn't, we didn't go out and pray for people, just us alone, because you'd get lost. And so we'd go off in little groups, and I remember one time um, we were, again in a marketplace and a woman told me that she had a sore leg and I said oh awesome we believe in Jesus we believe that he's able to heal you today and my friend Lindy is going to pray for you and I look at her and she's like (laughs) and she's like okay and like little Lindy just hops down and and starts praying for this woman and it was so good because we'd go back in our hotel room like these people don't know that we're scared they don't know that we're afraid and we're really nervous and we don't know if God's actually going to heal them so they're believing that, that we carry the power of Jesus with us. And we go back to the hotel room and you're like, oh my goodness, it worked. <laughs> you're like, I can't believe that, you know, and I was like, I'm so proud of you. And so we'd have all these like really special moments afterwards where, you know, you put on a brave face in your turquoise shirt, but then you go back to your room and you're like, <gasps> like I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, we'd just talk each day and we'd say, isn't it nice? Like we don't have to go to work today or whatever. <laughs> but um, the all... All that's on our mind today as we get out of bed is, God, what do you want us to do today? Who, who are the people that we're going to touch and who are the people that we're going to heal today because of your power and because of your authority? And so it was just amazing. Um, that's something that missions trips do for you is that they just reset your mind like, God, what do you want me to do today? Yes, I might have to go to work or yes, I might have to go and do these things, but who am I going to run into and who am I going to get to share Jesus with or share joy with? And so that was just really, really incredible to have that, um, that little metanoia, that little transformation of the mind of, of being on God's page and asking him what he wants to do that day. That was just a really good reset for me um, that the missions trip did. And also, if you go with a group of people that you know, it means that you come back with all of these sentimental, cozy memories of watching God move together in a nation far away um, and yes, our lives got impacted, but I'm reminded of a, of a time that we prayed for a little boy that had never walked before, and he was eight years old, and he started walking, and his feet were all crumpled up, and um, his feet were all bowed, and his bones were bent, and as people were praying for him, his, his bones began to straighten, and he was able to stand, and his dad just stood there in amazement saying, I've never seen him walk before. Yeah, it was incredible. So... You know, our lives got impacted, but right now there's a little boy that can walk, that never walked before just because we were like, I hope God can do this. Um, So, yeah, that's just something that's incredible. By being faithful and obedient to God's call, we can change lives. And, yeah, I have no doubt that that miracle is going to be a milestone in that boy's life that's going to lead him to Jesus. Yeah, just quickly, um, it's cool because... Yeah, I recommend because you you get something out of it. God anoints you and empowers you to go to that nation and see lives change like that little boy. And what's it's cool because when you come home, God gives something, you receive something from God, but you can also then take it and come back to wherever you live because some other people like lived in Singapore and whatever. But now they can um, do the exact same thing that they did at Fiji in their own nation and see other people's lives impacted. And that's having that expectancy and seeing God like still believing um, like we left and we're still believing that like the whole nation is 
that like impacted in a sense that's generation after generation now and it's just going to go on and um it might only be 10 percent at this stage but we know that god's working in the background and he's never stopped so he's just used us and empowered us and he's empowered and anointed us here as well so we can't we can't just leave and be like oh go back to our normal lives no god's called us to also change the nation of australia so that's what i want to say i just reckon we finish with some prayer yeah all right I'll pray. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you so much for um, what these guys have shared today and what you've done in their hearts and what you've done in in Fiji, Lord, and how you've healed people and how people have have heard about the good news of Jesus. But, Father, I I thank you that you've called us all to be your witnesses. So I, I just pray for an impartation Uh, of that awareness that these guys have been talking about that we can get up each day with that mindset of lord how how do you want me to connect with people today how do you want to use me today what do you want to do through me today lord i just pray that that there'll be an awakening in every single one of us that you've called every single one of us to be your witnesses to carry your spirit with us wherever we go Thank you, Lord, that you're going to move through every single one of us this week, Lord, as we're open to you and as we're willing. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.